What's up, Ann? Hi, Dan. What's going on? Happy Easter. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to cut that out just to not <laughs> timestamp the, uh, the episode. Yeah. Happy Sunday. Happy Easter. How's Dan? Ah, oh, goodness. Dan, Dan's good? Yeah, Dan's fine. Dan's fine. Dan good. spent all day yesterday putting up a um, a structure for his cats called the Juggernaut. <laughs> the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> and it was uh, it was difficult, but when I woke up this morning, <laughs> one of the cats was on top of the Juggernaut. So nice. it's this uh, climbing system for them that has different pieces that you attach to your wall so you could okay. kind of customize it and make it like as tall or as wide as you want kind of like like an obstacle course not like an uh i guess it could be like a little kitty obstacle course but it goes vertical you know okay so it has like ramps and then little platforms and holes that could jump down to other layers kind of like if you're looking at a side scrolling video game like if you were playing contra okay That's cool yeah so at least one of them's using it. It took me all day to put it up yesterday, but one of them's <laughs> using it. So, job well done. Do you stand in front of it like with your hands on your hips when you're done doing something, just like shaking your head in silence? Like, yeah, I did that. No, if it's something that takes me all day, I don't want to look at it anymore. I'm just I'm <laughs> picking up all my little tools. I'm putting them away, and I'm saying, "Fuck this! I'm never doing something like this again." And then I walk away from it. I hate these fucking cats. <laughs> yeah. I almost died last night. You almost what? I almost died. Oh. I fell asleep. And I woke up and I had a cough drop. <laughs> Lodged in my throat. Puked all over my bathroom floor trying to get it out. You threw up all over your bathroom floor trying to get it out? I Like I retched myself. It was stuck. Like I was choking. I mean, but you were you were breathing, right? I mean, I don't I guess... Because, I mean, I was able to get up out of bed, but, like, I was having difficulty breathing. I'll say I put it that way. How'd you fall asleep with a cough drop in your mouth? Well, I took it out of the wrapper, and I put it in my mouth, and then I just happened to doze off, and it went down my throat. I've never had something like that happen to me before. M me neither. Me neither. I've, I sleep with cough drops in my mouth usually when I'm sick. Never once crossed my mind, like, I'm going to, this could kill me. So wait, so you've fallen asleep with cough drops in your mouth before? I, I tuck it up in my gum, like chew, so I can breathe, because I sleep with my mouth open. My mouth gets wrecked, my throat. And it never occurred to you that you could choke on this damn thing? No, no, it never, I know it sounds ridiculous, but no, it never Never crossed my mind because it never happened. It happened last night. I want to throw all the cough drops away. <laughs> I know it's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> Are you going to continue this habit? No, no. That was one. Once was enough. I was the thought that was going through my head was like, how many days is it going to take for someone to realize they haven't spoken to me? <laughs> As I'm on my bathroom floor. I'm the type of person that does learn the stove's hot by touching the stove, you know? <laughs> but not for everything. Like, I don't have to fall asleep with a cough drop in my mouth to kind of realize, in hey, I might choke on this and die in my sleep. 
This is a stupid idea. I uh, Dan, it, honestly, I, I wish, I wish it was a different answer, but I need to be truthful. Never crossed my mind that this could happen. I appreciate your honesty. I do. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't die. Yeah, you would have found out. Like I was, that's I was like, oh man, it's we got we're recording tomorrow. Fucking Danny's gonna blow the whole game on how long Anthony's gonna lay on his bathroom, <laughs> bathroom floor, blue like a blueberry. So last night when I was putting the juggernaut together, you have to drill into the studs of a wall to secure mm. everything. You know, because the cats, even though they're on their own, they're heavy. When they're when they have some momentum, especially downward gravity momentum, they're heavier yeah. than what they are when they land, or the force that they exert on it is heavier than what they just weigh. And I'm drilling, and then this one part, this one part of it, is just giving me a devil of a time. I can't... A devil of a time. I like that. <laughs> the screws aren't going all the way in. I'm pre-drilling the holes. The drill's going in fine, but the screws won't go. And I'm drilling, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And like, as I was pre-drilling one of the holes for a second time, the drill bit comes back out with some stuff that doesn't look like wood in the grooves. And I'm like... What is this? Did I just drill into my neighbor's like gas line or something? You know, because it's a townhouse. We share a wall. Yeah. So I'm like, did I just drill into their gas line? And I'm listening. Neighbor's reading the paper and the drill bit comes through the head. I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm listening for like hissing and like I'm smelling through this little hole for gas. And in my head, I'm thinking, this has got to be the dumbest way to die. Man dies assembling <laughs> cat jungle gym. I thought you were being sweet and you were empathizing with no. me. No. No. <laughs> this has got to be the dumbest way to die. And then you told me that story. <laughs> I was just getting ready to go, man, Dan, that's the sweetest thing you've ever said. You were going to sympathize with me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You put a choking hazard in your mouth every night before you go to bed and go to sleep. Not every night. Not every night. It's only when I'm sick and I'm already having trouble breathing. Don't they make dissolvable cough drops now? Like the Listerine strips or not the Listerine, but the... That's like breath stuff. They have dissolvable breath stuff because that's the Listerine. But like, I could have yeah. sworn that Rico Ricola... Ricola, is that it? That. Ricola. Ricola. That's, That's why actually I what I almost died about with last night. I couldn't say the word without singing the word. Mm-hmm. Like a the big horn. <laughs> Ricola Matola. Ricola Matola. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, should we? <laughs> we should get on with the show. <laughs> well, before we <laughs> do. Stupid. And now we're going to start with the show. The the research I got. <laughs> I have a little news for you. News. I've hired an intern. What? I've I've hired myself an intern. Okay. Well, I don't know if hired's the right word because I feel like that implies paid. I'm not paying the intern. He, she is just going to be strictly <laughs> doing this out of the kindness of their heart. It's a she. So what is what is your intern's job duties? She's going to be doing my research from now on. Since I do the editing for the oh. episodes and that takes like a little time, maybe... With the help of the intern, we could go back to weekly instead of bi-weekly. That's my hope. Oh, okay. Well, welcome aboard. Intern. And yeah, is that how... Does, does intern have a name or are we just going to refer to her as intern? She's just the intern. 
The intern, okay. <laughs> Her qualifications are she responded to us when you threw it out to the theme basils to find the singer for Branded. She got it wrong. <laughs> she fits right in. <laughs> But she responded, and the effort was there. And that's what really matters. Oh, well, welcome aboard, intern. By virtue of having no competition, <laughs> welcome aboard, intern. You, you shouldn't say that you, there's no competition, because now people are going to think we just willy-nilly will hire anybody. We did just willy-nilly hire anybody. Uh. I'm going to have to think of a nickname for her, though, because like, the intern's okay. But I, I'd like to think of a nickname. You, have you ever watched um, Top Gear? The car show? Yeah, the car show. The British one, not the American one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I'm aware of it. I've seen episodes. I don't, I, I don't watch it. So they have a stunt driver that's nameless and faceless that they call the Stig. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think of a nickname for her kind of like the Stig. I'm not sure if, okay. if Stig means something over in England. Like, you know how twat means something different in england yeah i mean i often yeah. know if it means something different in england but they use it definitely more frequently than we do yeah and the c word too that's look at us man we're really we've come quite a long way 15 episodes got our first our first intern well wait first of oh, all let's funny. just be clear you have an intern you have an intern thank you walk that back man so i can't like if i need my dry cleaning done i can't no ask you to ask intern to, to help me out geographically that's a problem i'll send it out there <laughs> all right so i know nothing about primus i don't know a single song of primuses besides the theme uh besides the theme song podcast theme song. besides why would that be great <laughs> besides the south park theme song and the only thing i know about the south park theme song is that primus wrote it i think i i'm i didn't put stuff together to play any of the primus songs because then we're going to be here for hours i might throw a clip on through my phone just so you can hear i know you know some some primus songs but it's not just about primus today dan okay about Matt Stone and Trey Parker and the creation of this incredible long running show. Well, did they no wait. Did they have something to do with the theme song? No. But we always talk about the creators of the show. Yeah, but it's not about Matt and Trey Parker. You can mention them. We could hey, this is them. This is what they've accomplished. This is what they've done. I don't want a biography of Matt and Trey Parker. You weren't getting a biography. So you made it sound like I, we have to mention them, no? Yes, we can mention them. Matt and Trey Parker, didn't they? They wore dresses to the Emmys once. To the Oscars. They wore dresses to the Oscars once. <laughs> while they were while they were tripping, <laughs> they dropped acid. Okay. Did they win the Oscar that year? I remember that they year. They did not. They, they they were nominated for Blame Canada, which Robin Williams actually performed on the show. I remember that. Uh, but no, they lost to um, Phil Collins. Uh, for Tarzan? Yep. Interesting. Right? I like Phil Collins, though. And that is a good song. I have nothing against Phil Collins at all. Yeah, that, that's the... You'll be my heart. Right? You'll be in my heart. Dan, I got the the Cotter episode. You blew me away with your knowledge of fucking the Love and Spoonful lyrics. Like, I was genuinely surprised. 
I love me a loving spoonful. So yeah, so they, Matt and Trey met in college. They were working on other people's films. They would do voices together to make themselves laugh. So while there, they created uh, a film called Cannibal the Musical. Uh, and then they started doing these animations with the four foul-mouthed boys. Let me start. South Park is probably the longest-running show that we've done so far, that we've covered. 325 episodes to date, started in 1997, still running presently. It's half-hour TV MA, Comedy Central. I, this, I think this is also our first TV MA show that we've done, from show for mature audiences. So it debuted in August of 1997. So within five months of being on the air, it was the highest-rated program on Comedy Central. Uh, it has won uh, five Emmys for Outstanding Animated Program, which is really cool. <laughs> so when they met in undergrad, Trey was working on a film called Giant, Be- Giant Beavers of Southern Street- Sri Lanka. It's kind of like a Godzilla movie. Okay. So And then this is when they started to mess around with the cutout animation style, the construction cutout stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do a student film. They wanted to do something Christmassy. Mm-hmm. So they made Jesus vs. Frosty. <laughs> so it uh, featured an evil Frosty killing kids and Jesus tossing his halo around to save the day. Uh, doing stuff like that sounds fun. Like just collaborating right. with somebody who's like, you know, like get your sense of humor. Yeah, to, and to meet someone like that, I feel like it's it was you can probably compare it to you know a relationship like when you meet your partner, and then just physically creating something. Well, yeah, and creating something that eventually, like a lot of people got to see and ended up. I mean, they they know each other and been working on South Park longer, you know, more than half their life. Sure, longer than most people's marriages. Yeah, and like it didn't just stop there. They went and they did the Book of Mormon, which was incredibly successful they've done the south park movie and uh orgasmo remember that movie (laughs) so like the book of mormon i always kind of forget that's them but Mm -hmm. like basketball and orgasmo those weren't great no they're not great they're not great i'm gonna wrap up matt stone and trey parker because there is a lot to get to with primus and it's not about matt stone and trey parker thank you very much for creating south park Without the show, there is no theme song. That's great. Thank you. But And and they are going to be brought up quite a bit in the creation of the song and stuff, too. Like, I, I, I found a bunch of information on that. That's to, just as important. So why don't I hit you with that song, Ned, Daniel? Cool. I'm going down to South Park, going to have myself a time. Friendly faces everywhere. Humble folks without temptation. Going down to South Park, going to leave my woes behind. It's a fun song. It's um. It's a very fun song. Discordant. It's kind of like. Yeah, well, that's kind of Primus is is I would say an organized chaos noise kind of band. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in their music. Les Claypool, the lead singer, is like, he's the only member who's been in the band the whole run. But a lot of the guys have come back. That's been in the band for the entire length of the 
in the band's existence. Like other, the drummer and the guitarists have uh, switched throughout the course of the life of Primus. Okay, so is he like responsible for that, like, yeah, sound? Yeah, that that big. But he's he is in my mind, in my estimation, the greatest bass player around. Unbelievable, unbelievable with the bass. So is that? Is that the bass or is it? A lot of it's the bass, yeah. There's the the whole band did it. Obviously, the the Larry Lalonde and um, Tim Alexander, the um the drummer. Um, the intro, the animation you said is that that paper, that cut paper animation. I forgot that they had the warning at the beginning. So like, even based on real people everybody it's all fictional all the celebrities are impersonated poorly you know should not be watched by anybody or anyone that was fun that was in a time where like that wasn't a common thing to have to put in front of a television no um a television show because they didn't have the ratings in the corner of the screen yet they didn't have the tvma in the corner which i wouldn't be surprised if south park contributed to that need to have that in the corner but the two television shows from that time that i can remember having warnings like that was south park and jackass yeah that's right jackass did have that but but that's because people started sending in videos of themselves doing stupid shit for whatever reason they had to have yeah. it but back then that was not a common no. thing and i can't think of another show from the 90s that had to have that warning. i mean besides the two you just uh, but to south park and jackass like i don't even know there's not a lot of shows now that have... I know you said there's the ratings and stuff, obviously, but there's nothing... There's not many shows that come on right away and it's like, listen, this is what you're about to watch. You know what I mean? It could be The last too. time I saw a warning like that was when uh, Stranger Things Season 4 came out because the first episode of that season had to do with uh, children getting murdered and it aired like the day of or the day after a school shooting oh i think i remember that now that you bring that up so like if a special if something happens if a tragedy happens then they'll put those up but otherwise they just rely on the ratings now in the corner of the screen yeah and they tell you suggestive language or violence or gratuitous nudity stupid no nah, it's not stupid the warnings are good but I don't know. I feel like it's a form of censorship sometimes. And I feel like this show is probably... <laughs> they tried very hard, I'm sure, to, to censor the fuck out of South Park. I'm pretty sure it started with um, Al Gore's wife. Tippy? Was that her name? I think I so. Tippy I think Gore. like... She was... This is going back to the 80s. Frank Zappa was a big... Because they wanted to put the, the exp- parental advisory on the CDs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember Frank Zappa was a big uh he went and spoke in Congress like like three or four times. Very educated man too, you know. And he went in and he him and and D Snyder from Twisted Sister of all people went and talked. Well, D Snyder brought in John Denver for those hearings. And I feel like everybody was like Oh, you're going to bring in John Denver? He's going to side with the man, you know. He's not like rock and roll or anything like that. And John Denver was like, he's like, country roads, take me motherfucking home <laughs> to the place where I can bone 
any woman. Mountain mama. <laughs> Take my bone. <laughs> Take. Oh, John Denver shit. sided with the musicians. It was like, no, we're artists. It, Leave us it's a freedom alone. of speech thing. You know what I mean? Like, let, I don't think I don't. I mean, I'm sure there are people that purposely try to offend, you know, but I don't think all mm-hmm. artists do. Some people just their art is different. And some people are going to use suggestive words or South Park. You know, they're going to bring up some maybe uncomfortable things for people to watch. I've always been of the of the the thought though, like if you don't like something or something offends you, just don't watch it. So the song performed by Primus, <laughs> going back to the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics. I have them here. They're a little indecipherable at times. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing about Primus. They're not. The, the lyrics are secondary to the music. In Primus. Have the lyrics changed over the seasons? Because I, I feel like I remember like when they're riding the bus and they're like, friendly people everywhere, people, uh, something people without temptation or something. Humble folks without. The only thing that I saw that changed in the lyrics was what Kenny says. The lyrics I have is, I'm going down to South Park, gonna have myself a time. Friendly faces everywhere, humble folks without temptation, going down to South Park, gonna leave my woes behind. Ample parking day or night, people shouting, hey neighbor. And heading on down to South Park, going to see if I can't unwind. And then the lyrics that I kept fi- finding for Kenny, the ones on the video, I, I'm assuming that you watched, the ones that I had queued up, it said something about he had a 10-inch penis and put your mouth on it if you want to clean it. The lyrics. Well, that's all mumbled. That's mumbled, though. yeah. The, the ones that I kept finding online was, I love girls with big fat titties. I love girls with deep vaginas. So come on down to South Park and meet some friends of mine. <laughs> Thoughts? I didn't realize that Kenny's like actual. They attributed lyrics to Kenny's mumbling, they, and they changed Ken, the lyrics to Kenny's mumbling. What What was the synopsis for the show? I feel like we skipped that. We took we're taking it for granted that people know what South Park's about. The synopsis for the show. Uh, the curious, adventure-seeking group of 10-year-old fourth-grade boys, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny, all join in on buffoonish, buffoonish adventures that sometimes evolve into nothing. So uh, Matt Stone uh, was 19 years old, was a big, big fan of... Going back to the uh, theme song. <laughs> yes? The guy playing the banjo. The Yeah, that's Les Claypool. That's what I was wondering. I didn't know if that was meant to look like the guy from Primus because yeah. I have no idea what the guy from Primus that looks is. That like. is, yes, that is the lead singer and bass player of Primus. That is Les Claypool. Uh, they did a 25th anniversary uh, concert last year at Red Rocks in Colorado, which was I watched that the other day too. It was really good. They did all the songs like from the movies and any other songs from the show. But South Park, yeah. Ween and Ween were the house bands. South uh, Primus played um, the whole night. And then Rush came out and did a song because Matt Stone's a big Rush fan, so they surprised him. Slap at the bass. Yeah. I got to tell you, Dan, after listening to all... Like, I listen to Primus on the regular, like all, like, all the time. But watching this and going into them, uh, Les Claypool was very influenced by Rush, by Getty Lee, and I went down a fucking... Rush Rabbit Hole. It's a great band. Matt Stone was a fan of Primus. Big fan of Primus. Going back to when mm-hmm. he was 19. Uh, about the, the South Park theme song, uh, Matt said it wasn't well that thought out. 
we got the pilot greenlit, and they, we were about 25 years old. I was a big Primus fan. We literally got a copy of Frizzle Fry, opened it up, looked at the back, and saw the name of the management company, and we got a number and an address. They typed a letter, put it in an envelope with a copy of The Spirit of Christmas, which was the Jesus vs. Frosty. It changed to that name. The, they, so they sent them a copy of that show with a, a letter saying, we're doing a pilot for Comedy Central, and we'd love for you to do the song. So a couple weeks later, they get a call from Les Claypool saying, like, what are you guys looking for? What do you need? And he just they just said, do whatever you want to do. It's a small town in Colorado. That was the direction. So uh, this is from Les Claypool. If you listen to that, so the outro of the show, it's – it's slow. He said that was that was what they created. That was supposed to be the the, the open for the show, but com- oh yeah, okay. Comedy Central didn't like it. They said it was too slow. wasn't peppy enough. It's like fuck you, Comedy Central. Well, I mean, I think they made the right choice. Yeah, but it was it was pretty neat what they ended up. So they so the guys call Primus back and they're like, hey, we need you to re-record the song. And Primus management says, fuck you. We already really yeah, okay. we already did this for you. You know, and in the story that they, he tells at Red Rocks, he says that they were paid seventy four dollars <laughs> to do the song. So he he's like, we already did this for you. Like it, it is what it is. So Matt Stone went to they were playing a, a show. Primus was playing a show in Red Rocks in Colorado. And Matt Stone went there and got real aggressive and said, this is what we're going to do. And he went with a, with a handheld tape recorder and they decided to re-record Les Claypool's vocals, not the rest of the band. And they just sped up the outro and laid the new vocals on top of the sped up version of the outro. What is the outro now? Oh, all right. So is that how it stayed though? Because that kind of makes sense, like why it sounds a little off. Yeah. Because it's not. That's what I was saying. I was gonna. We were gonna get there. It's. It's. It's a sped up version. So like. Like I said, the outro is what it was initially supposed to be, and they sped that up a ton and just had Les Claypool re-record um, the vocals in, like backstage at at Red Rock. So did Les Claypool write the lyrics? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, they, like they said, they just said, "Do what you want to do." The name of the town is Colorado. It's a small town, and go. And that's what they came back with. So it had the slow. Yes, with lyrics. Okay. All right. So Primus was, uh, they were formed in the mid 80s by Les Claypool and Larry Lalonde, the guitarist, uh, out in San Francisco. Uh, Tim Alexander was brought on to be the drummer at the time. Uh, Their music has proven difficult to define. While usually considered by critics to be funk metal or alternative metal, Primus has been called everything from thrash, thrash funk to alternative rock. Les Claypool describes their music as psychedelic polka. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like that. Right? I like Les that Claypool a lot. is an odd bird, man. Very artistic guy. Like has a lot to do with all of the, the music videos, like the Winona Big Brown Beaver video. They were dressed as cowboys, but they looked like remember those old Energizer commercials with the with the family that like they looked like they were made out of plastic. No, the only Energizer commercials I know are the is the rabbit, the pink rabbit with the drum. You don't remember that fucking? You're gonna make me Google it now. That was that was a big campaign. 
A-N-E. Oh, yeah, okay. I vaguely remember that. That wasn't a huge campaign. You're, you're. That was all over. That was on. <laughs> stop. That was on a lot. That was. That was commercials were all over the place. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's because you, you don't remember it. <laughs> no, but like, if you're gonna tell me, hey Dan, you remember the Energizer commercials? Yeah, the bunny. I said with the plastic family. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's. There's one. <laughs> I know. There's the main there's one. one campaign yes. that they're known sure, for. But there's there's two because I remember that. I knew that. Now that you showed it to me, it looked vaguely familiar. But that wasn't like. Well, that's how they dressed in the video as cowboys. Had nothing to do with a big brown beaver. <laughs> so they're uh, for a very long time. Their catchphrase was Primus sucks. Which. <laughs> so they began as primate. Like I said, in the mid 1980s in San Francisco. Um, but, but, but their first album was a live recording from the from a Berkeley Concert Hall, and uh, Les Claypool's father actually financed their first album. He let them borrow fifteen hundred dollars. They were. I like hearing stories like that. I like hearing how you Hefner financed uh, Playboy by borrowing three thousand dollars from his mom, <laughs> and then turned it into that. <laughs> and that's cool that you know his dad believed him believed in him enough to front them. The fifteen thousand. Fifteen hundred. You know, because back then fifteen oh fifteen hundred. Yeah. So like from that little bit of seed money, I mean, sparked a thirty year career. Longer than that, shit. Four going on forty years. So uh, based off of the success of Frizzle Fry, they were signed to Interscope Records in uh the end of nineteen ninety. Uh they would make their major label debut with Sailing the Seas of Cheese, mm-hmm. which is a fucking great album. Uh Tommy the Cat. And that's a great song, Tommy the Cat. The Tom Waits does vocals. They look like they're fun live. You, you want to know something? I was just saying this to my uncle uh, last night. Like I've I've been lucky. I've seen a lot of a lot of my favorite bands anyway. Like live in, in concert. Primus is on the short bucket list of bands I've yet to see. I almost got to go. Someone had they recorded um the entire Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory album top to bottom they re-recorded it in primus style and they went on tour and they played at hershey and this girl that i had worked with um at the roof place the call center had an extra ticket she offered it to me i accepted the ticket and she called me the night of the show saying her girlfriend wanted to go and she was going to give her the ticket oh that's shitty is very very disappointed that's not ticket etiquette no, that's not anything etiquette. That's just no takesies, backsies. No, and she fucking tooksied backsies, fucking big time. She did. She tooksied backsies and tooksied her girlfriend to see Primus. I never got to see one of my favorite bands. I bet she's not even friends with her anymore. She's not friends with me anymore either. But that's, that's right. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, in '93, and this, I remember this because I got this was the first album of theirs that I had gotten. It was called uh, Pork Soda. Debuted at number seven on the Billboard. It's the uh, top ten list. It's the highest they've ever debuted. This was I bought this album uh, through uh, Columbia House. Ten, ten CDs for a penny. And I remember we were on our eighth grade class trip, and I brought Weezer, the Blue Album, and Primus, Pork Soda with me. And needless to say, I didn't talk to a lot of people because Pork Soda is a weird album. I let a couple people listen to it, and they were like, "What's that?" My name is Mud. 
is a great, great song on that album. Okay. Tell me about another great Primus song. <laughs> Winona's Big Brown Beaver, which came out in, in 1995. was uh, their mm -hmm. fifth studio album, Tales from the Punch Bowl. It, actually, it was nominated for uh, a Grammy. People had, people had thought that the song was written about Winona Ryder, mm -hmm. but that was not... Why? Because the name of the song is Winona's Big Brown Beaver. So they thought Claypool wrote it about her, uh, uh, I guess, a big vagina. And they thought it was Winona Ryder's. Were they ever associated no, together, Clay, though? Like, Claypool, were they ever dating or anything? No, Claypool, uh, several times on on record, said the song is not about Winona Ryder, indicating that the song's name is spelled and pronounced uh, differently. While uh, that was okay for Winona, her boyfriend at the time, Dave Perner, who was the singer for Soul Asylum, took offense and renamed one of their songs to Les Claypool's A Big Fucking Asshole in, con in concert. So, let me get this straight. Les had no association with Winona Ryder. The name is pronounced differently in the song, and it's spelled differently. Yes. But for some reason, it's still about Winona Ryder. No, people thought it was about Winona Ryder. Even... Right, but for some reason, people still thought the song was about Winona yes. Ryder. and some of those people were, like I said, at, her, at that time, her then-boyfriend. He's a moron. He's a big moron. Dave Perner. And people are morons. People are morons. Dave, that just, Dave Perner's got None a, of that makes sense. Well, I mean, especially after the guy said it. Like, her name's Winona, and the name of the song is Winona. I know it's like tomato, tomato, but... Yeah, no. But if you're saying something, if you're pronouncing a name differently, and it's spelt differently, it's not that name. No. By no metric is it that name anymore. <laughs> Dave Perner would disagree with you big time. Okay. The guy from Runaway Train. Runaway Train, never coming back. He actually... Yeah, it had the uh, the milk carton people, the kids, the milk carton kids. The saddest music video in the history of music videos. Uh, what about... Um... Yeah, no, that's pretty sad. Well, that's a What were you going to say? The, the other one that came to my mind was Right Now by Van Halen. I was thinking about the... Um... Oh, the song's not going to come to me now, but the the entire music video is a guy that goes up onto a rooftop to throw himself off the roof. Is that um, uh, soul soul collection? So I walk up collective, collective soul. soul, yeah. And I step to the edge to see the world below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. I walked upon high. I never really, as the tears roll down. Yeah, I didn't really care for that. For that band, they did that other song too. Yeah, fuck Collective Soul, fuck Soul Asylum. Although Dave Perner was, uh, he composed music for um, for Kevin Smith for Chasing Amy, the whole soundtrack. That's neat. interesting. Yeah. What school did Les go to? He worked as a carpenter. He didn't go to college. He worked as a carpenter for several years after graduating from high school. I always wanted to be a carpenter. Did you? I always thought it would be really cool to be a carpenter. To be able to build stuff and be useful and handy. Yes, I always thought that'd be cool. I never followed through on it. But why a carpenter? Like, you could build. There's other things you could build. Sure. Like, you could go into, like, masonry or you could go into, like, automotive mechanics. Like, those are useful, too. Well, you never wanted to, like... Like, if you could be handy in one area... What would you want to be handy in? 
I would probably want to. I feel like I don't know. It's I don't know if that's a certain thing. Like I'd like to be handy around the house. Like if something breaks in my house, like if a light switch goes out, I'd like to be able to switch that. Or even I me mean, on cars, I would like to to be to be able to like do simple things like oil changes and and shit like that. Sure. I mean, you're not dreaming the impossible dream there to change your own oil, but I've never wanted to build a house like, or a set of steps. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you could be an expert, like a master blank. Bader. 